Hello, everyday leaders. It is Saturday. It is March the 6th. Here we go. One more week and we've been in quarantine for a year. <laughs> I like to give that update because it's crazy. And today I can't wait to introduce you to my friend and my guest, Lori Seats. She is amazing. And you guys have been following me saying, oh my gosh, I want to connect to her because we were talking and people are just kind of done. <laughs> like we're, we're done with this quarantine. And so you're going to get lifted. Grab your journals. This is going to be a great conversation just about pouring into yourself and finding your peace, how you can meditate and how you can get back on track. So Lori, um, thank you for joining Everyday Leaders today. And thank you, I have to say, to Steve Gamlin for connecting us. Because yes, he's my guy, right. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> and he said, you have to meet Lori. And then we worked for about, I don't know, third time was a charm. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. With how crazy it's been in COVID and birthdays and funerals and oh my goodness. But anyway, we finally got connected and I said, oh, this is why, because we have to, we have to share. Um, we come from places of purpose. And so Lori, thank you just for joining us and um, and I just so appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So, uh, you are all about just peace and calm and inner peace and purpose. And many of our guests say, okay, this is what I do. This is my wheelhouse, but I want you to take our guests and, and our listeners today into your journey. And how did you determine that this was really your purpose, um, in, in what your journey was supposed to be about? Well, it started when I was 10 years old and my mom took my brother and me to a meditation course that is now known as the Silva Method. So I learned how to meditate when I was 10, which is unusual and also such a gift to have that background. However, like many preteen, teenagers, young adults, I did not continue practicing meditation consistently it was still in there somewhere in the background, but I didn't, I didn't use it. And then I would get into doing it for a week or two weeks and then I'd stop and then years would go by. So I was very inconsistent in using meditation until, so many years go by. And when I started my first business, I looked around at what are successful business leaders doing that makes them successful. And one of the common traits I found that a majority of them practice meditation. And I still didn't do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that business would have turned out differently if I had. <laughs> Again, like it, it just took me a really long time to figure out that meditation is a foundation for being grounded, as you said, being grounded, being calm, being that, that, uh, that calm in the eye of the storm. And so many people need that right now, you know, yeah. I, like we were saying, everybody has had it uh, with the year when we look back at dates and we try to qualify that, right. It's that symbol of meaning of purpose to say, okay, we celebrate birthdays every year. We celebrate um, anything that is important to us. And here it's on all of our minds because we have gone through this pandemic and I've had people on here from Italy, our friend Greg Storch, that gives us updates like, you guys were five weeks ahead of us. What's happening? What are we supposed to be looking towards, right? And so now we hear 
so many states are like going maskless and the vaccines out. And so if you have had it, there's all these rules and regulations and everybody's stressed out. And so how has meditation helped you through these last 12 months to really get some calm and peace around, you know, how to help you get centered in all of this? Yeah. Well, so about four years ago is when I really started to practice meditation consistently. And now I use it every morning. I meditate before I get started in my day. It's almost like at this point, if I don't do it, it's like leaving the house without brushing your teeth. You know, that it just doesn't feel right. My whole day doesn't feel right. So the... I mean, the past year, I don't know where I would have been if I hadn't had that, this, that foundation of being able to, and I don't sit for an hour. We'll get into talking about that. Some of the misconceptions I hope, but yep. 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever I have in terms of time, there are, I don't think any days I've sat for an hour and I actually don't even sit. I lie, which is another thing. Like I lie in my bed before and do it, but it just provides you this sense of peace and groundedness that you, I don't, I was going to say that you can't get anywhere else. You may be able to get it in, if you are still giving yourself time to tap into your own inner knowing, and that could be done in a, in many different ways that could still be considered a form of meditation, but it's, it's that getting giving yourself the time to just listen what's going on inside and blocking out everything that's going on outside. So how do you do this? Like what is your form when you wake up and what does your day look like so that people can say, Oh, could I do that? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, one of the misconceptions that I hear a lot is the reasons that people don't meditate is one. I don't have time. I don't have time because they think that meditation means that you have to sit for an hour or two hours, or and there's a, that Zen proverb. There's a Zen proverb that if you don't have time to meditate for an hour, you should meditate for two. But <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, right? <laughs> if you think about it, it, it does. However, I believe that even if you only have three minutes, Take the three minutes, what any amount of time is better than zero. And at the same time, uh, you know, that Stephen Covey, uh, well, actually I think it was, it was in Stephen Covey's book, but I think it was originally Abraham Lincoln who said, if you give me four hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first two hours sharpening the saw. Mm -hmm. Meditation is like sharpening the saw. If you spend 15 or 20 minutes a day, and again, it doesn't have to be in the morning. I choose to do it in the morning before I get started because then nothing else interrupts. I don't get uh, caught up in doing the rest of my day and then forget to do it and not fit it in. So that's why I like to do it in the morning so that it, it sets the intention for my day. So 15, 20 minutes. That's the, so the thing is, if you do that, take 15 or 20 minutes. And whether it's in the morning or the middle of the day or night before you go to sleep, it makes you more effective and productive and focused the rest of the day. So it's just like sharpening the saw. 
So yeah, so I start my day with the meditation. Then I listen typically to uh, some kind of inspiring podcast. And I have a lot of different podcasts on rotation. So I just see whatever attracts me that day. And then I have my, I, I, my song that I listen to. Mm-hmm. So I was, I kind of called it like you're in baseball. It's the walk-up song. I'm not a big baseball fan, but, uh, and then I saw somebody post on LinkedIn actually just a couple of days ago and they referred to it as their hype song. Like what's the song that gets you pumped up and lifts your spirits? Mm-hmm. So in the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I listened to that and then I can get into the rest of my day. So what's your song? Champion by Carrie Underwood. Oh, nice. I love that song. That is a great song. It And you know, the thing is, it, it it does put you in the mindset. All these people that are leadership coaches that are listening and consultants, you know, we say that's that's half of the battle is getting into the right mindset. And you, yeah, like you, said, you can't wait. Like it's for you. It works in the morning. But I think that is the key, right? You can't just say, well, you could do it in the morning if it fits your schedule. I think it's critical. Like when you get out of bed, that's the first decision that you make is how am I going to choose what kind of day I'm going to have, how I'm going to meditate, how I'm going to think into what the rest of the day looks like, either with reading a book, whether it gets into listening to music, whether you're stretching, um, you know, taking this time to breathe or doing a devotional, you know, looking at Mm -hmm. your calendar, whatever that looks like. Um, And a lot of people say, you know, taking time if they've got busy families getting up that hour early to just do that and give that time to yourself so that you're not worrying about all those other things of making breakfast and getting the kids ready for school. And, you know, those commitments that you have, like you said, you can always shift your time around so that you make sure that this comes at the right time for you. And, and I just, I hear so many people say if they do it in the morning, it's first thing, even if they're not a morning person, it really sets your day completely in a different direction. If you haven't done something like this, uh, it can really change, you know, your, your outcomes for everything. Yes. Yes. That's what somewhat frustrates me, but I get it because it took me so long to to get into it. So many years, even though I knew it would change everything, I still didn't do it. So And now that I am on the other side, I get frustrated with people who don't do it because I'm like, if you just knew how amazing it is. (laughs) You know, it's that old saying, you know, you know what you know until you know better and then you have to do better. (laughs) But why is is it our human nature that we just resist and we say, yeah, that could be better, but but I know the way, right? I know better for me. I'm trying to justify like, well, you don't understand my story and it's right way for me. (laughs) Yes. You don't understand my story. I hear that a lot too. (laughs) At the same time, these are the people who are running around like chickens with their heads cut off, worrying about everything. They're so uptight. They're on medication for high blood pressure. And uh, they have all these, these issues, health issues, mental health and physical health issues. And I'm thinking if you would just meditate, you would be calmer. I'm not saying it's going to cure every health ill, but it does a lot. It has a lot of beneficial effects on both your physical, mental, and emotional health. 
both. That's three things. All three, all three things. <laughs> because it it your brain is releasing those feel-good chemicals of dopamine and serotonin and less of the stress hormone of um, what's the stress hormone that just went out of my head? Cortisol. Cortisol, yeah. Yeah. All of these things, all of these things come from meditating. And people look at me, people who know me, and how are you? You're always so grounded. You're always, no matter what is happening. And it's not like I just float on clouds all day and I have, you know, my life is rainbows and, and unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) I have issues too. And I just don't let them push me off of this place of groundedness. Mm -hmm. Again, I feel emotions, but it's not going to keep me off balance for very long. And that's because of meditation. So if, if somebody wants some of that, <laughs> meditation will give it to you. <laughs> Good stuff, right? Yeah. Some, uh, I worked with one time labeled my energy as unicorn fairy dust. <laughs> and I was there like, you go. what is that about? But you know what? I think it's because you show up and you're so confident. Like I know what I'm supposed to know. I just know my space. I know what makes me grounded. I know what makes me have energy towards things. And so you don't have like a a lot of negative thoughts. You don't let that get in your way. You know how to reduce that noise. And I think there are systems that you have to just decide. Like you get to a point where you know you don't want certain things. So what you want starts to attract you even higher and greater. And right. And so you come into your life and you reduce all of that noise and frustration and chaos and so that's why I love having you on here. Perfect time for it too, with, with all that's been happening. And um, I want to take people, uh, I've got your website pulled up here. So I'd mm-hmm. like to share um, a little bit with our guests that are watching here. Oh, so that's the Zen Rabbit website. This is the Zen Rabbit. So if you go to zenrabbit.com, um, walk us through this, Lori. Yeah. So this part of my, my um, program is called Fine to Fantastic. And what I'm doing is working primarily with Gen X women who are in this place, and and I've been there, so this is why I created this program, where everything is just fine. It's fine. You know what I'm saying there? But it's really not fine. There's this undercurrent of suck, and they don't know what to do about it if they even want to do anything because everything's fine. What if I upset the apple cart and it's not fine on the other side? I left something that was good enough and now everything's a mess. So what typically happens is yes, everything will be a mess for a few minutes and then it will be fantastic. (laughs) It's a journey. And sometimes you have to go into the valley to go, to, to go even higher, higher. So this program is, it's a 12-week program. Uh, uh, inside of it is what I call the trilogy for success. So it's gratitude, connections, and courage. And those are the three pieces that we focus on in the program to take to take the, my clients from fine to fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And who doesn't need that right now? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, even if you think you're grounded, but a lot of people, right, it's the classic, 
walking in front of people. Now, before we had masks, you could see people's faces. And so you could smile at people. That's what I miss the most. We were yeah. talking about that this morning on a devotional study. I said, you know, it's not that we have to wear the mask. It's that I'm so frustrated that when I go places that I can't see people's face. I can't see, yeah, I can see their eyes and they smile, but just, yeah. you know, when you go places now, you're kind of looking down and kind of like, I don't want to be around anybody. Just get me to where I need to get whatever I have to have and then get back home. And that's how I'm feeling like really just stressed of being in social environments. And it's, I don't like that feeling. And so, you know, and people are still saying, how are you? Well, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm dealing with it fine. <laughs> yeah. And you're not. You're not. Right. Exactly. Because, because it's changed. And so you have to realize like, what are the things that you need to work through so that when you go back to what's going to look like it's normal, we've kind of been contained for a year. It's like going away to a deserted island, right? And you're coming yeah. back and saying, okay, now you can go on vacation and you can go to Disney World and you can go on cruises. And, and so that's not going to be real comfortable for a lot of people, just doing it like tomorrow, not doing it today for a year and then just going back to doing it tomorrow. That's, that's not easy. It's not, and it comes back to feeling comfortable and grounded with who you are and, and not living from a place of fear. And I, I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I don't really – it can be go, very go, controversial. Go. Oh, go, go, because it's true, right? People need to hear this because we all have whatever these biases are, these fears – that we're bringing with us into like, how am I going to go back and do this right again? So I'm protected if I don't get vaccinated or if I choose, you know, to do it or not to do it or not to wear a mask. And so anyway, take us there. It comes back to strengthening your immune system, your own immune system. The body is designed to heal itself. When we are filling it with fear and stress and, uh, overwhelm, it can't do its job. So we've been put in this situation where we have been exposed to a lot of fear and not allowed to, in a lot of cases, do encouraged to do the things that would actually strengthen our immune system, like go to the gym and work out. Um, people have taken to, used it as an excuse to eat crappy food. And that doesn't serve the immune system. So all of these things are at the time that your immune system needs to be the strongest is actually becoming weaker. And so just bringing it back into the meditation thing, that's just another thing that you can use another tool to strengthen the immune system at this time when it is so, so important. Well, it's key, right? And it's different for everybody. So that's the yes. thing. Understand what works for you. Yes. Yes. That's right. You're exactly right. That. Thank you for bringing that up because it is a matter of figuring out what works for you. And so many people are not in touch with their own bodies and their own feelings and their own emotions to even know or hear their, their, their themselves talking and saying, this is what I need. Do this. Do, this is how, this is how um, you as a, like how you can serve me, like yourself talking to yourself is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, and so that's why it's like, so for some people, meditation might be 
five minutes, might be lying down, might be walking, whatever works for you, do that. Because that's another one of the misconceptions that people have is that they have to sit cross-legged on a mat, you know, in an ashram for hours a day. And that's not it either. Sit, sit on a chair, go for a walk, lie down in your bed, whatever. Again, what works for you? You know, I always go back to the whole idea of uh, picking on the egg producers, I guess, but (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, but what this, you know, we always heard um, eggs are good for you. Eggs are not good for you. Don't eat the egg, the yellow part of the egg, only eat the egg white. Again, what works for you? your own self (laughs) there's so many rules that you get so confused you're like I don't even know what to do anymore (laughs) right right and that's where it comes back to what what works for you I for example I don't eat anything I say I don't eat anything with feet so I eat fish but no animals I'm not telling you not to eat a steak if you want it this is what works for me. And I'm not going to be all preachy. You figure out what works for you. <laughs> and here's why it worked for me, right? That's yeah. the thing. It's, it's because this is my journey. And so we go back to that whole, like a lesson on the comparison gap and loving yourself before you can love anybody else. And so if you can't get those things down and you're always looking for somebody else to go, oh, well, I think they're doing that. So that might fit me. And yes. oh my gosh, talk about that. Mm. think for yourself. This gets me so worked up because so many people want somebody else to tell them what to do. What should I do? And then they, they just go and do that because somebody else decided that's what you should do. That's the best thing for you. Well, maybe it's not the best thing for me. I want to think for myself. I want to gather all the, the data or even not even, I don't even necessarily have to Go doing tons and tons of research. Again, if you sit and tap into your inner knowing, you know what to do. My friend Janine would drive me crazy all the time because we would have conversations and I would say, well, I just, I just don't know what to do. And she would say, okay, but if you did know, what would you do? <laughs> I don't know. Bitch. But, but the truth is you do inside when you get quiet with yourself and you allow yourself to listen to your inner truth. What is your truth? What is true for you as an individual? It doesn't matter if it applies to anyone else or if everyone else thinks you're insane. If that's what is true to you, do that. It's, it's critical. And <laughs> so, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> This is a completely different interview than I've ever done. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's so important because today we have all these people that are saying, hey, just, you know, take it upon yourself and you can do the best you can. And so, but it's like, but if I don't believe that and my beliefs aren't yet changed, I can't change my behavior. And that's right. the key that, you know, I, I love you being here today because of this. Because um, beliefs match behavior. So watch people around you and you see their behavior. If they say, I don't eat things with feet, but yet they go out and order a steak, (laughs) right? That doesn't match what they actually believe. So it's important, you know, the people that are around you to pay attention and be aware. You know, I'm all about uh, this campaign to help people become aware 
and mental health is so important. I've been on all these panels helping uh, to be the master of ceremonies and, and talking about these issues that, you know, they're real issues right now. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important if we don't have access to things that we can just say, look, maybe it's not for everybody. My friends are dealing with this okay, but I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. And so things that you have found that work and and programs that you're offering, you know, and I'm going to put your website on here again, because I think, you know, if anybody mm-hmm. is listening to this now or on the replay, you've got YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook everywhere. Uh, and we want you to be able to resource yourself. Don't depend on that billboard that doesn't appear in your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Take, take ownership. Um, right, right. Ownership, take responsibility for yourself. And that does not mean, as you're saying, Melanie, that you have to do it by yourself. You take responsibility, get help if you need help. Ask people for recommendations, for counsel, and then make your own decisions. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to, um, yeah. Lori, I'm going to stop for just a second because I have been typically doing this fun little wheel okay, for a giveaway. And so for weeks I've been in the Y Institute, I've been certified by the Y Institute and I've been having drawings for Y assessments. Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting. And as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. And today I have been having the end of my 31 bag party. (laughs) Okay. One is right. All the bags and the accessories and things. And so um, anyway, we were having some fun with it. And I said, hey, why don't we do a drawing for some prizes? So I made this wheel up and I, will you help me with this? Sure. What do I do? (laughs) All right. So I'm going to share my screen and we're going to do a wheel of gifts right now for the people that have been involved in this fun 31 party. So you can see this right here. Oh yeah. So fun. I'll I'll be Vanna White. Is that what I should be doing? Exactly. So I'm going to have you be Vanna White. And if you will just uh, do our countdown and I will spin this wheel and I've got Joyce, Marilyn, Martina, Jenny, Denise, Georgie, Sheila, Jody, Melanie, Clorinda, and Kelly were our contestants. And so we're going to spin the wheel, Lori. Let's go. All right. Go. What, what am I counting down from? Oh, just do three, two, one. <laughs> oh, three, two, one. Go. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Yay. Georgie. Georgie. Yay, Georgie. All right. So she may, um, so this is so great because we were giving away leadership books, um, 
uh, why assessments, um, a class, everyday leaders gear, all kinds of fun stuff. So Georgie, I will get with you. Oh, it says Sheila, but it's actually Georgie. <laughs> That's Wait, so how funny. did it move? I don't it said know. Georgie. That is so funny. So yes. Yeah, so we'll take that off the screen because it is Georgie. <laughs> what I saw too. <laughs> but you know, it's so fun because you have to make things. If you have a, a group of people that you are inspiring and then you say, okay, I'm connected to my purpose and I really want to make things. I want to help people see that sign, right? Get inspired about something that's, that can change you from within and that can help you start to change your behavior, which will eventually help you learn your beliefs. And so, so many times I want you to speak into this, Lori, too, because and thank you for helping me with the game. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, talk about beliefs, if you will, just, just how, um, how yeah. you come to terms with that. And then what you believe is the right kind of um, formula, I guess, if you will, for people that are struggling with their own beliefs. Did you see my post earlier? I think it was yesterday or the day before on LinkedIn about beliefs. I did. You did? Is that why you're asking me that? Okay. That's awesome. So, so what I had posted was the, the idea that a belief is a thought you keep having over and over and over again. And you have to really stop and like digest that for a minute. Huh. Okay. Beliefs are just something that just keep thinking over and over. Huh. Okay. Yeah. When you talk about limiting beliefs, any beliefs, I mean, because you mentioned earlier, your beliefs are going to drive your actions and your actions are going to drive your outcomes. And then your outcomes are going to fuel again, the beliefs. It's a cycle. So when you're talking about limiting beliefs specifically, if you keep thinking that same thought over and over and over again, you're going to keep tripping yourself up. I, I, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I can't, I, I'm not smart enough. Whatever it is, it's just going to keep. And then and now you, that's the thought you keep having over and over again. Then it becomes a belief. And then you act on that belief. You do things that, that reinforce that belief. And then the outcome is, the, re, the results is the outcome uh, of that belief. And then it reinforces the belief again. You're like, yeah, see, I, I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I wasn't smart enough. You have to interrupt that cycle. Mm -hmm. And that's, so sometimes when you're talking about meditations, if you're listening to a guided meditation, which I really enjoy and recommend to people, especially beginning because, uh, just as, as a quick aside here, the other misconception about me meditation is that you have to sit in silence and people think they're not good at it because they can't sit in silence and clear their mind of all the thoughts that are running through their head. Puppy mind is what I call it. <laughs> they can't, you know what? Nobody can do that for very long. Maybe some highly practiced monks can do that. But that's not what, so meditation does not require you to clear all the thoughts in your head and, and sit in silence. So guided meditations are great because they can help your mind stay focused on what is the meditation teacher saying. And it can help reprogram your mind because it gets you into a, a, a brainwave state, alpha level, which is kind of between sleeping and awake. Thomas Edison used to use this a lot for creativity. Mm -hmm. 
getting into that or the theta, which is a little bit deeper, which um, is where you have dream states. But that's when your subconscious is wide open to new ideas and new beliefs. And if you can program your mind with new beliefs that serve you better, that's how you do it. That's one of the ways you can do it. So is that why, you know, you should have a journal by your bed? Because in the middle of those dream states, and you hear a lot of people talk about that. You know, you get something in the middle of the night or in the shower, you have this aha moment because you're not thinking about anything else. Right. But that's when you should really act on those thoughts, right? Right. Yeah. Write them down. So I mentioned Thomas Edison. He used to get himself into that alpha state by holding a um, uh, something heavy, like a metal object in his hand. And he would sit in front of the fireplace and fall asleep in his chair. And then, but just as he was getting into that state, his hands would relax and he would drop the metal plate or whatever, and it would bring him back to consciousness. And that's where he tapped into his creativity. That's where he got all his ideas for his inventions. Why he was so prolific was because he was using that power of meditation to get into that creative state. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) And that's another, so, so when we talk about using meditation at, in the evening, I actually just started doing this is listening to a meditative, listening to a meditation as I'm falling asleep, because then it's programming your subconscious. You're, you're in that alpha between awake and asleep state. It's going straight into your subconscious. And so I'm, I like to use, I'm used trying out some affirmations and some um, other parts of, of meditation now to help because we all have limiting beliefs. Like don't let anybody tell you that they don't have any. Nobody's, <laughs> we're all human. We all still have them. So it's a constant work in well, progress. And you change right from day to day, depending upon yeah. what you get influenced by. And so um, that's the thing, right? You may say, well, I believe this today. And then you hear something or you get influenced or somebody that you have been following or a mentor changes something that, that makes you think differently. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to really understand where you come from, what your center is so that you can kind of assess that, right? And either let it affect you or let it encourage you to get stronger. Um, and right. that, that's what I've seen a lot of this last year is people weren't really sure where their center was mm-hmm. because they were just so busy living. And so giving this opportunity to slow down and refocus, um, it, it has caused people to have this opportunity to say, how do I do this? How do I actually exist and create meditation and create consistency and create my centered values? What are those? What do those mean? How do I then show up for myself and my family to be a better person in the world? Uh, and so, you know, things like what you're doing are critical for people to survive and, and thrive. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people don't see it as essential But as I said, those are the ones who are running around feeling so much stress, taking in all of the the news. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. The news is is scary. It's produced. (laughs) It's produced. and, And it's scary. It's designed to create fear, to generate fear. Yep. So come back to what, turn it off and come back to, what is what inspires you? What lights you up? What fuels your your soul? 
Well, choices, right? It's all about choices. Mm-hmm. All about choices. Yes. And understanding that you have choices because a lot of people look at things and say, well, this is just how it is. I don't have a choice. I have to do this. I would challenge that. Yeah, exactly. Every day, right? Every day challenge and challenge yourself because sometimes we, um, I I love to talk about this and I I don't want to forget a couple of things that we had talked about before. One is you know, um, the inner circle of people that you surround yourself with, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have to be the people that you look around and say, oh, my family is who needs to give me guidance or my best friends because they've always been there for me. Um, And so this inner circle of people to help you, you know, find your center, it's, um, it can look different, right? And you can, you may have to, just like the news, you have to, may you have to remove um, some of those people so that you can get that clarity and, um, and then I want you to talk about the book we were talking about before we came on live, because okay. I think it's a great, um, it's a great resource for people. Okay. Yeah. So the inner circle of, of people, I talk about the, uh, you know, I just did a podcast, my own podcast interview yesterday with one, and one of my guests was talking about the fact that she is no longer in touch with most of her immediate family because they think they, they weren't supporting her in the way that she needed to be supported. And they just think so much differently than the way she does. So she removed herself from that, those, that negative influence and replaced it with really good friends. And that's, that's a cool thing. You know, we can do that. There's not, that might feel uncomfortable. And at the same time, if you're not being supported, inspired, fueled, uh, uplifted by your biological family, you can choose to create a family out of your friends, out of people who do support you, out of people who do lift you up and, and inspire, motivate, love you in the way that you need to be loved. And it's okay, right? Yeah. That's that's the message. Uh, so many people just say, well, but but I can't do that because mm-hmm. I would hurt their feelings. And and that's the way it's always been. And I know it's depressing and horrible and and I get so down on myself and I don't really believe in myself when I'm around those people. And I'm like, well then don't do it. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or or limit yourself. Right. Like, limit yourself to those times when you have to be around those influences that make you feel worse because we were designed, I believe, Lori, we were designed, you know, for a purpose to be able to inspire and have the opportunity to reach some potential to impact the world. And when we're in that negative mindset, we don't, we don't have that energy. And so that's why meditation things that you're practicing are so important because we can get back into that space where we're centered and we can start to have that good energy. Uh, right. and, and so we have to have it, right? We right. thrive on it. We know, we feel when it clicks, right? It's like a light switch. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't feel good. But when I go here, gosh, my heart's just warm. I smile. I go into that area and I just, I just feel good. Um, and if you don't have that, it's that tension, we talk about it during the holidays a lot of times with my class because they think, oh my gosh, I have to go back to that place. Yeah. I have to go back 
to moms and everybody shows up the way that they were when they were 10 years old and, yeah. and nobody gets along. <laughs> and so the, yeah. you know, the thing, right, bringing that energy into it, you can actually change the whole situation for yourself. So it, <laughs> it goes back to being aware that you have a choice because some people don't even realize that they have a choice. They just do it out of habit but you do have a choice and you, and so again, when you are tapped in, you can feel this doesn't make me feel good. This does make me feel good. And then make a conscious choice of which way do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the book that you're talking about that we were talking before we, we went live yeah. is Napoleon Hill is known for having written the book, thinking grow rich, amazing, iconic book. He also wrote a book called outwitting the devil. And I was recently reintroduced to this book. I had not read it. It, as I mentioned, it, it was on my computer as a PDF. I had downloaded it years ago, never read it, was in a conversation with someone and, and this book came up and I said, oh, I just came across that book. It's on my computer. I have never read it. So I started reading it and I'm about halfway through it right now, but he's in the book, Napoleon Hill is having a conversation with the devil and he's asking the devil to tell him all of his secrets that he uses to control people. And the devil is telling him what, how he controls what he call, what he says is 98% of the population of the world. So Melanie, what did I, I don't remember if I told you, but what is he, what is he using to control people? You probably, if I didn't tell you, you okay tell us fear fear (laughs) he's using fear as the way to control people's minds and habits and actions and he talks about uh keeping keeping them basically keeping them complacent and not thinking for themselves because if they don't think for themselves they're easier to control and then he also starts talking about Weirdly, he starts talking about cigarettes. This book was written in the 19, like early 1930s, um, but about using different substances to control people's minds and behavior and habit, again, creating habits. Um, and that was before they even knew cigarettes were physically damaging, but it's bizarre how like ahead of the time it was or how relevant it is to today when this book was written almost a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you think that like history repeats itself in those yeah. cycles of just principles, right? It's the values that you say, well, if you replace fear with whatever that is that you are addicted to, right? It could be technology today. It mm-hmm. could be whatever. Uh, but it always, those same principles and values are things that we live by. Thomas Edison <laughs> did things of meditation. Like, you know, you can just apply this. So take what we know and what we've learned and then apply it to your life. And that's when you're going to have those principles to be centered and live healthier. And so that's why I just absolutely love uh, being connected to you and following you on all these social media platforms, because you show up to add value. You show up to help people say, look, if you're struggling with this, you know, I I was too, (laughs) but I finally started paying attention and became aware and said, okay, if I want to make an, a different outcome, if I want to have different, you know, results that I'm going to have to do things a little bit differently. So 
uh, you encourage and inspire us every single day, Lori. And I just, Thank I really you. appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so Zen Rabbit is your website. I want to go back to this other one real quick because I put it on here, but I want you to talk about it just a little yeah. bit. CustomizeMeditation.com. Tell us about this and um, just walk us through this program. Yeah, I saw an opportunity to take meditation, guided meditation to the next level by creating customized meditations. So if you are listening to a guided, a regular guided meditation, they're fantastic. I'm not saying anything that I use them myself all the time. And then, so in sometimes in a guided meditation, it will say, think of a time when, or uh, picture yourself in a place, uh, your ideal place of relaxation, for example. And then one of the challenges is that a lot of people spend the next 10 or 15 minutes trying to decide where that is. And then the meditation is over and they're still stuck trying to figure out where it is. So in the customized meditations, I actually have people fill out a questionnaire What are you grateful for that's happened in the past? What are you grateful for that you have in your life now? And what are you working towards manifesting that you could start to feel grateful for, even though it hasn't come to pass yet? So I am telling your mind what to think about every step of the way. It's not think about this, think about, uh, you know, come up with something while you're in the meditation. The meditation is telling you, remember this experience that happened Remember when this happened and now picture this, um, if your goal is to have a a beautiful house, for example, picture yourself in this beautiful house in the mountains and, and I'm describing the whole thing so you can visualize and then feel gratitude for it as you're listening. And that is 10 times more powerful. Mm -hmm. It, it works. And then once you do that consistently, things start showing up in your life. Circumstances, resources, people out of seemingly nowhere. And it seems like magic, but it's not magic. It's, there's, actually, <laughs> there's actually psychology and science behind why it works. And, it's, and the reason it is, is because it's like setting a GPS for your mind. So you're telling your mind where you want it to go and what you want it to do. And, um, what, and so then throughout, as you're moving throughout your day, your mind is looking for opportunities to make that real. And that's how it works. Mm -hmm. It's, it's freaking incredible. It's I've seen it in my own life. When I started, I created one for myself after, you know, the shoemaker's children thing. I was creating them for clients and then I finally created one for myself. And after the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and then honestly, Melanie, within a couple of weeks, things started showing up in my world. And I was like, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. You know what? I talk about this a little bit, uh, just own experiences, right? When somebody says, I'm going to go buy a red car. Mm-hmm. And you- And you manifest that, right? And so you think, okay, I want this red Honda minivan. And so go buy it. 
And then every stoplight that you go to, you see this red Honda minivan. Every parking space you start to pull into the grocery store, that red Honda minivan is in your space. <laughs> you know, every um, turn on the exit on the freeway, it's a red Honda minivan that you see at those exits. And so it's exactly this way. If you start to practice this and you think about all the good things that you want, these vision boards that, that you know, that we work in workshops and and so really taking a plan for you, like what we've been discussing here, is what works for you, not for your neighbor, not for your spouse, not for your kids, not for your parents, for you at whatever point you are in your life, that you can start to see what is the what the journey is supposed to look like and how much gratitude you can give. And uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when, and getting, that's a whole other topic. We could do a whole other live on gratitude alone, but feeling gratitude for those things ahead of time is another, is just adding again, more fuel to the fire of, of bringing those things manifesting. Some people think manifest is too woo woo a word. So I also talk about, uh, reaching your goals faster. It's the same thing. Manifest, reaching goals, accomplishing goals. It's all the same. Oh my goodness. Well, Lori, when you come back, I love having you here and you're such a wonderful, just plethora of information. I just absolutely adore you. I love getting inspired by you. And so I wanted to just bring you on and celebrate you as, um, you know, someone that people really need to know and connect to if they haven't met you yet. Uh, to know, gosh, they can get a handle on their stress and their life, especially right now, figuring out what normal is going to look like for them and that they can actually get control over it. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for, for having me today. This was so much fun. This was awesome. And um, so any of you that are following on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook, let us know if you need help with this customized meditation. Um, you can go to customizedmeditation.com or you can find Lori at zenrabbit.com. So look her up, go on LinkedIn. I would highly recommend following her on her articles and posts because she is awesome and just an inspiration to so many of us. So Lori, um, any last words of a challenge for people uh, for today or the weekend to do one meditation task? Can you, can you find three minutes to sit and and get grounded and com comfortable and tap into that inner, inner peace. Um, you know, meditation can look like anything. It could be prayer. It could be gardening. It could be baking, whatever it is. Give yourself the grace to take even three minutes. Three minutes. You heard it here. All right, Steve Gamlin, you're up for the challenge. Three minutes. I want you to report <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Lori. Have a great weekend. And you too. Uh, thank you for all your information because I'm going to go practice my three minutes right now. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. This has been a Joe Studios production.